This is Life Off the Deep Ends podcast. We are a family of four plus a cat from Seattle who decided to embrace crazy and sell our house and everything we owned to buy a sailboat named Litha, and we plan to sail the world. This podcast is a retelling of our adventures just as we would telling our best friends over the phone. We are Kim and Justin, our kids are Tyler and Evie, and we really hope you enjoy and are inspired to live life off the deep end yourself. Episode 19. Yeah, 19. Definitely 19. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Definitely 19. Okay, so our our last podcast, we interviewed our crew, um, who we took from La Paz over to La Cruz. Um, I think, so t- um, this episode, we want to go backwards just a little bit, just to talk about um, our experience with them that week, and what it was like to cross the Sea of Cortez with them, and kind of our day-to-day uh, life with four, four extra people on board. <laughs> um, do you want to start? Yeah, so we gathered up the crew, um, checked out of La Paz, just had to call a port captain, and then um, let him know that we were leaving. And then went up the channel, and as we were leaving, there was um, a pod of whales. I don't know which type of whales. I'm not good at identifying them yet, but Whales that were breaching, slapping their tails. I mean, breaching, like, full whale, completely out, out of the water. Out of the water. It was water. so cool. So, quickly, slowed the boat down, turned around, and kind of started following the whales at a safe distance. And the crew was, like, I think kind of surprised that we weren't just, like, going to a destination. And I'm like, heck no, there's whales out here. Let's follow them. Let's watch them. This is awesome. <laughs> and there were, everyone was out taking pictures. The kids were up on deck. It was, it was great to slow down and just enjoy the wildlife and that's what that's the whole point of this i think is just to live live life and enjoy the earth right enjoy nature at a safe distance for sure we're not up there right next to these whales that's why we don't even know what kind of whales they are because they're breaching and we're still really far away (laughs) there's some boats that go up like a lot closer than they should be we we stay a past i think the safe distance mark for even like u.s standards yeah i I think we do too but you gotta give them space (coughs) um we went up to balandra which is our favorite place it's Um, like two hours up yeah about two hours well it's if you get in a car i think it's like i don't know not 10 minutes minutes, like maybe 25 (laughs) um for us it's a two-hour sale um, and we stopped up there and after we had already said tearful goodbyes to everybody in La Paz, about four other kid boats all decided they might as well spend the weekend up at Belandra and hang out with us for a few more days. <laughs> um, so we had 24 people over on Litha for a potluck one night and it was fine. Like I mean, it was crowded, but it was fine. It was it was crowded. I think we had what five five or six dinghies like tied up to the back of our boat. That's how you know where the party is. Yeah. All the dinghies are. Look for the dinghies. <laughs> um, yeah, the kids they were they used the whole boat. Like some kids were in our room watching a movie, and some kids were in Tyler's room, and a lot of the adults were upstairs, like out on deck and in the cockpit, and 
Um, I filmed a little bit when we do that YouTube video just to show how crowded our boat was, but it was so cool. And then um, someone that night said, oh, are we doing this for St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, That's it's St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> you kind of just lose track of time. Um, not to mention, you know, Mexico doesn't celebrate St. Patrick's Day. So um, the the holidays and, I mean, even just the day of the week, we, we never they, know what day it is. They blend. Yeah. They definitely. Because it's just like we got to get stuff done. We live by the weather. Like, those are the things that we're looking at. I'm not looking at it whether it's Monday or Wednesday. I don't. That doesn't matter to me as much unless it's you know, having to check into a port. It kind of took a long time for the kids to get over the fact that we do school on Saturdays and Sundays sometimes, you know, because say we didn't do school on Monday and Tuesday. Because <laughs> So they're just now getting used to the fact that they don't get like school vacations and we do school on any day of the week and it doesn't matter. Um, so there's a lot of that to sort of get used to as we, I don't know, Learn to live like this. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we were waiting for a good weather window to go across the Sea of Cortez because we wanted, well, we wanted wind. We're a sailboat. We don't want a motor all over the place. So we were stalling a little bit. As a sailboat, it is amazing how much we motor. Yeah. It's because we look for good weather windows, which sometimes, like, I want it to be comfortable. I want the kids to be comfortable. I want Kim to be comfortable. And sometimes that means that there's no wind because that means also that there's no waves. There's no, we're not beating against the wind or anything else like that. But on our trip across the Sea of Cortez, we had wind in the right direction. It was amazing. <laughs> so before that, though, we were, yeah, kind of stalling and waiting for that wind. So we went to Ensenada de los Muertos, which means the Bay of the Dead. Which... It's not a bad thing. We found out that they call it that because there was actually a retirement home village place there that it's was like made. A hospice. Like a hospice, yeah. So it was like the people could live out their last days looking out over the sea. Like this beautiful bay. People would go there to die, which is kind of beautiful. Yeah. So it's not a it's not a bad thing. Right. It wasn't like bunch of people shipwrecked and all died there this was like a it's a, a good thing <laughs> yeah um so they just have one little restaurant and then uh there's a town i don't remember what the town was called but it was a good like 20 minutes half hour drive away and since we were there for a few days um our crew and um our friends on milu they both decided to try to hitchhike into towns they both needed some things and then they both came back having police officers bring them back. Like, yeah, the police just say, oh, yeah, you need a ride? Here, hop back in our little police truck here. <laughs> that was really nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think we did mention in um, the other podcast a couple uh, episodes ago that um, our crew, uh, Lyle, he's a DJ, and he asked if he could uh, DJ at the restaurant there one night. That was really fun, and... Uh, we did a lot of swimming and snorkeling, and um, the guys, all the guys on the, so uh, Justin, uh, Mike, and Larry. Um, we all went out fishing for, because we saw we saw other fishing boats out there, and they were catching um, Dorados, or Mahis, same thing. Mahi, Mahi, Dorado, dolphin fish. It's all, yeah, it's all the same thing, thing mm -hmm. different names. Uh, and we're like, let's go out there, let's go do that. So we all grabbed fishing poles hopped in the dinghy, and we were out there for hours. 
but we caught one on the boat, edible, and then I caught another one, but it was hooked on like the belly of the fish, and I got all the way up to the boat, and as we were getting ready to grab it, the hook let go, and it swam free. It was very disappointing. Aww. We would have had two, but that one Dorado that we caught fed three boats. Yeah, it fed all of us, but it would have been nice to have more. It would have been nice to have, like... Leftovers for fish tacos the next day, but yeah. we grilled some of it. We made ceviche with some of it. We didn't do sushi that night, did we? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, it was amazing. It was the best fish I ever had. It was cooked perfectly. You did such an awesome job. I'm getting better. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, after a few nights there, just waiting for weather, we went around the corner to Los Frailes, which is basically the jumping off point to go across. Like, now you're straight across from going to the mainland um there was tour groups that were taking snorkelers um like right in front of our boat like right against this rock wall and i thought how cool is that That there's these people out here paying money to get in this little boat and get their snorkeling gear and their life jackets and go snorkeling around this corner and it's right in front of where we're anchored so i thought well i want to go snorkeling um Justin threw out his back, so he was kind of in misery. Um, luckily, I have cool people and cool crew on board who could go snorkeling with me and um, went out and did that with them. Um, and then we were really worried about leaving. We were going to leave the next day, um, but Justin's kind of the... He's the sailor. I, um, you know, I help. I... I've, I've taken all the same classes. I know how to sail, but he usually is the one. He He's like the captain. He's the sailor. I'm like, let me take care of the kids and let me cook the meals. And it's usually my job. Um, and I thought, okay, well, I have extra people on board. He can't move right now at all. I thought, I I know how to do everything on this boat, but I don't know how to pull up our anchor. Like, I've never done it. I'm always at the helm. He's always the one pulling it up and doing all of that. So, um, Mike and Larry came over bright and early, like five o'clock in the morning. I gave them mason jars full of coffee <laughs> and, um, they helped pull up the anchor and then they um, got back in their dinghy and got back to their boat. And then we slowly, slowly made it out of there waiting for them to kind of catch up to us. Um, so yeah, the whole trip across the Sea of Cortez was me becoming super extra comfortable sailing this boat all by myself, you know? So it was a good thing I threw my back. I think it was. I mean, it was terrifying. I thought, okay, here we go. This is me doing this all by myself. You know, and I had a crew, but they don't, you know, they don't, they know, don't what know what they're doing. It was me saying like, look, I need you to grab this line and, you know um, help me do all of that. But the fact that I could like take charge and captain my own boat, I think was, it worked out really well. And I think it was really fun that we, like Justin said earlier, we did sail across the entire Sea of Cortez for, you know, three days. <laughs> it was a lot of good sailing and I got really used to everything on this boat. Um, and you know, like he said before, we really don't sail that often. You know, I could, motor my boat wherever I needed to go. I could have sailed our old boat just fine, but I just didn't get comfortable with the sails 
and, um, you know, captaining my own boat until, until we went across the sea. And I still feel really comfortable with it. You know, I've been on our own night watches of Justin sleeping and I, I don't feel like I have to bring the sails in because like, what if something happens? Like I know how to reef it in myself and, um, I don't know. It sucked that your back went out, but it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> I think everything happens for a reason. Um, let's see. Um, I want to talk about, so I guess what I think was fun was taking four people who have never really been on boats before and having night watches with them. Um, you know, it was just have fun having them on board in general. Like we all had really good conversations and we played card games and they taught us cook and, but when, as soon as we got underway, it's like, they all didn't feel well. Like Amber threw up. <laughs> um, and then nobody wanted to go downstairs and cook because it was, I mean, we sailed the whole way, but it was a little rough. And the boat gets really stuffy no matter what when we're sailing because we close the hatches up. So there's not the airflow coming through the boat as when we're sitting around. So it's definitely warmer down below, stuffier. And it just adds to the seasickness when, you know, being below decks. Yeah, so it is. It's really hard to cook. And um, a lot of times when we know we're going to be underway and we're going to have many nights at sea, I try to like prep food ahead of time. Like before we even leave, chop up everything I need and put it in separate bowls and have it all ready. So when it's time to cook, you don't have to be downstairs feeling sick for too long. You just kind of throw it all together. And that's where the instant pot comes in. It really is amazing. Yeah. I love my instant pot. <laughs> Shout out to instant pot. Um, I remember we were making enchiladas and I thought, well, I don't want to do it from down below. So I just brought everything upstairs in the cockpit and just used that table to prepare everything. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you guys help me out. You guys, We're all just cooking up here. We spent a lot of time just hanging out in the cockpit. Um, Jordan was teaching us how to play our ukulele a lot. That was and... a lot of fun. Just <laughs> sitting there strumming the ukulele and like goofing off. Yeah. They make up songs. <laughs> I don't know. We just, we had a good time. Um, but what I thought was cool was, um, night shifts for sure. And, um, they all thought that the moon rising was amazing because it was pretty full by then. Um, or, or was it full? It was like two days after it was full. So it was still really full and really big and beautiful when it rises in the sea at night and just kind of showing them our world, especially at night sailing. Especially when it's like pitch black outside yeah and you can see the stars and the moon rises and then you can't see the stars anymore but like it illuminates the sea and you see the waves and everything else it's it's great it's it's definitely something a lot of people don't get to experience so it was neat to kind of be able to show them our and even when we've been on cruise ships the problem is with a cruise ship is it's so bright it ruins everything yeah like when we're out there by ourselves we have the navigation lights on Sometimes we have cockpit lights on. Most of the time we just go without because, our, you know, our night vision's good enough then. But uh, it is black out there, especially when the moon's not up yet, before it rises or after it's set for the night. And it's cool to be able to see the Milky Way and all the stars and just, I love it when it's dark out. Um, 
and then when the moon rises, it's also nice because then you can actually you have a little bit more more sight. But I love seeing the stars at night. It's great. We were uh, going along, and from up ahead, it looked like there was another mast light. You know, going across the whole sea, it was, you know, us and Ubi and Milu, and we could see both of their mast lights the whole time. And we would kind of stagger. Sometimes we'd be up ahead, and then sometimes then Ubi would pass us. And I don't think Milu ever passed anybody, but <laughs> we'd wait for them. Yeah. Um, sometimes they'd be off to our starboard, and I don't know, we're just kind of out there. And then after a while, we could see another, what looked like another masthead light. Like, there's another fourth boat out there with us. And, uh... But it didn't show up on our radar, and it doesn't show up on AIS. And then we started to hear um, Mike and Larry saying, do you guys see that boat straight out ahead of us? Like, what is that? And I thought, you know what? That's a star. That's not a mass light. <laughs> and so then we have an app. Those, uh, what's it called? Sky, sky view. Sky, sky view, something like that. Yeah. It shows you where all the stars are. You just hold it up with your iPhone. And I'm like, that's Venus. It's not, a, it's not another boat. That's Venus. So then I had to get on the radio to tell them, like, okay, you guys, stop freaking out. There's no boat out here with us. It's actually, it's actually Venus. <laughs> and it kind of twinkles a little bit. It almost has, like, a little bit of a reddish hue to it. And it kind of twinkles between red and white. So it looks kind of like a navigation light would. Yeah. At a distance. Um, which is funny, because we've seen it before on our way down the Baja. Um, and it, as soon as we were looking at it for so long, and it started started to look like it was getting a little higher i thought oh that's right <laughs> i know this i've been here before this has happened to us already um so anyway it was pretty uneventful i don't think we really saw any sea life or anything out there it was just really good sailing um, we were all fishing off our boats after especially after we caught that dorado at uh was it los reales that we caught it no, we caught it in Ensenada de los Muertos. Okay. Well, anyways, we were you know, super excited about fishing. All of us were fishing, and none of us were catching anything. I think Milu got a couple of bites, but nothing on the boat. No, I think they caught a skipjack or something. Yeah, maybe. Which is, but like, it normal for oh, there's everybody. A lot of, there's a lot of skipjack tunas out here. They're, we're kind of, like, done with them. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're spoiled. We need a mahi-mahi. Um, so anyway, sailed, it was beautiful. I think we were going like nine knots sailing into Banderas Bay. Oh yeah, we were flying. It was so fun. It was good. Uh, and then, yeah, we were headed into La Cruz and we get into the bay. We've always heard, um, that La Cruz is the other huge cruiser spot to be which is why we really wanted to go there and we already had some friends and soon-to-be friends that were already there and we have heard that banderas bay always has whales and that you can hear them in like in the hull of your boat while you're sleeping at night they come i think the whales come down from the north to winter in banderas bay give birth and stuff like that so there's baby whales big whales um and they just hang out there and feed and that's where they winter so they were getting actually getting ready to head north basically, and we were just pulling in, but there was still a fair amount of whales there. I thought it was neat that we pull in to Banderas Bay and there's whales, like, greeting us, you know. We we all kind of turned and um, 
headed a little bit closer to them before we got to the, we, we could see the anchorage. We're right here after days at sea, but we again <laughs> pull off and go watch the whales for a little bit before we continued on. Um, so I think next episode we'll talk to you about La Cruz. Um, totally different vibe than La Paz. Uh, and we were there for about three weeks, so I yeah. think next episode we'll and talk about that. La Cruz is a really good place to decide where you want to go, because from there you can go north up into the Sea of Cortez, you can go south down towards uh, Panama, Central Central America, or you go west towards um, French Polynesia. So, like, that is a jumping off point for a lot of boats, and that's one of the reasons why we went there, is we were still undecided about where we wanted to be, so this was our chance to, hey, we can go anywhere from here. We're not, this is a open door, we can do anything we want type of stop. Yeah, it was, let's see what everyone else is doing, and we're going to make some decisions about what we're doing this season. So, yeah, that was our biggest reason to go. Yeah, and there was just, oh, there's a lot of people there, we want to see it. Yep. So, uh, wow, next episode's going to be 20. That's a lot, guys. We've been, we've, we're like legit podcasters now. We're, we're going to be at episode 20 next. That's cool. That's doing pretty good. Yeah. I'm impressed with us. High five me. <laughs> go, go us. all right we'll uh see you next time hospital away go thank you for listening be sure to check out our website at lifeoffthedeepend.com and follow us on facebook and instagram you can also support us by visiting kim's website at seenfromthesea.com s-e-e-i-n-g from the s-e-a.com